Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura. I'm in the studio with Kayla Walton and Trisha Casson. And before we begin, Trisha, could you open us up with prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Jesus, today we come to you in thanksgiving for the great gift of your mother, for her example, for her intercession. We pray, Lord, that our hearts will be made more like her and all that we think, say, and do to draw souls closer to your most sacred heart. We pray this through the intercession of her. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So there's something I don't think you've noticed about our show. We like talking about our Blessed Mother a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's this phrase that I've stolen. Priests never have original material, so everything we say <laughs> is always stolen from another priest. It's okay. It all eventually comes from Christ. So there we go. that's how this all <laughs> Perfect, works. Hopefully. Is, um, you know... You can never love our Blessed Mother too much. Mm, You know, you can never love her too much because she always redirects us to her son. And, you know, St. Louis de Montfort said, you know, if our Lord chose to come to us through her, who are we to think that we can get to our Lord through any other way? Um, So today I kind of wanted to talk about specifically a lot of people say, oh, Mary is not in Scripture. And that is, I think, the most ignorant statement I've ever heard before. But yeah. I try not to tell people that up front because it makes me well, seem very combative. it's almost like saying, you know, Jesus isn't in, in a little it, the Old Testament. You know, granted, yeah. like Jesus is is not physically, you know, literally mentioned Jesus of Nazareth in the Old Testament. But there is still like all, you know, these references that lead to, up to him. Exactly. That lead yeah. up to him. And in the exact same way with our Blessed Mother. Like, mm-hmm. all of these references lead up to who she is and mm-hmm. what her role is in our lives, you know? I, I guess before we kind of talk about the specific instances where we encounter her in Scripture, why is it so important that we take some time to talk about this? I mean, we, we have, we're a young adult show. We're alive for more. Why, why mm-hmm. do we want to talk about this? You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is <laughs> from the beginning, from Genesis and Mary in Scripture. And why do we want to talk about Mary in Scripture? And why do we want to talk about Mary in general? Is we read in Genesis, she crushes the head of Satan. Yeah. The, and I think, you know, at this time in our life as young adults, when, yeah, like we're concupiscence is real. And, you know, we need all that we can to like help us avoid the temptation of sin. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. we have and the Mary's example of the Our best. Lady yeah. who crushes the head of Satan and, yeah. and just praying for intercession for strength. Yeah. And I think that, you know, something, another reason why it's so important to talk about her is because like for apologetics, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, oh, yeah. like people, um, when we say apologetics, we mean like defending our faith. Not and just apologizing know, all the right, time. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Not apologizing, but defending our faith. And I think that a lot of times, like there are the, the three main, um, I don't want to say problems, but the three main topics of possible controversy that come up. And one is Mary, you know, non-Catholics mm-hmm. often say, why do you worship Mary? Why? And, and to respond to them saying, we do not worship her, but we love her just as her son did. And I think that it's really important for us to talk about this so that we can be equipped and trained to defend our faith in a, a true, in a true way and not in yeah, a radical and, way. And not to be like caught with our, with our feet 
uh, not prepared, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to be ready to give an answer for why we have the different traditions that we do, why we venerate uh, the Blessed Mother, why we give her due deference when it comes to, you know, asking mm-hmm. for help. She was the first Christian. Bingo. Mm-hmm. She was the first one to, mm-hmm. you know, be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. and, you know, you notice that our Lord says in Scripture, you know, who are my mother and my brothers? The one who believes in me mm-hmm. is my mother, my brother, and my sister. You know, who was the first one that believed that he was the son of God mm-hmm. other than the angel Gabriel? Who was the first one? Mary. Yeah. I mean, because from the words of the angel, he will be called son of the God. Yes, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I think that one final reason that it's really good for us to talk about this is because Mary, um, besides obviously the Blessed Trinity, Mary is our example of how we can best love our Lord, you know, and and she obviously was created without original sin and, um, you know, just really had like that that ability to love our lord so purely and if mm-hmm. we can follow in her footsteps and follow her example just even a sliver yeah then mm-hmm. we'll we'll be good to go you know like <laughs> now that we're going lives, to the bare minimum right, here no. but, <laughs> but like we'll be our lives will be so fulfilled and so happy if we can imitate her yeah and yeah, the, and she is the I mean, she's the first Christian, but she's also the most effective evangelist, Yeah, I dare say. I mean, she literally brought the world Jesus Christ. And and how are we how do we expect to bring Christ to others without looking through mm-hmm. her example? She's the model of the church and model yeah. of Christians. I mean, yeah. that, those are two titles that she has yeah. been given by our Lord. I mean, through the church and through tradition, she has those two titles. And I kind of want to go back, Trisha, to something you brought up the first time that we kind of encounter the type, a type. What we mean by type is like in um, a foreshadowing of Mary. Do you want to talk about a little bit of that that part in Genesis? Like, you know, that first time we hear about Our Lady. What is that called? Do you remember I hope. What is the... the... The very beginning in Genesis, where we first hear about Mary. The proto... E, Proto-gospel. E, okay. <laughs> proto, the, the Latin term is proto-evangelium, okay. but... Yeah. Proto-gospel, the so first gospel. So I got like gospel. a 75% on that quiz? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. Pop quiz. You didn't know you were going to be quizzed on stuff. Um, but what, what were the... script? I mean, you kind of talked about it. I don't it, have yeah. a Bible in front of me, and I don't want to misquote scripture. I will totally look it okay. up for you. Well, Kayla's looking Could up. I, I mean, what's, why is this significant? Why is everyone wants to play the Socratic method on me on air? <laughs> what is this? Because, Father, if you know the answer, go for it. Trisha, <laughs> how many times have you put me on the spot? I don't think as many times as I've been on the spot lately. Uh, la- Anyways, maybe lately, oh, but in my less entire about life. Dear, dear. Less about dear. me and more about the mother of God. Thank yes. you. Oh, thank you. We can be a little bit more like her. <laughs> okay. I'm getting really nervous here. <laughs> I can't okay, decide it's in chapter everyone three. keeps asking yes, me questions you, to make me get it wrong or if it's because you just don't know the answer. No, no, I'm not expecting you to get it wrong. I'm trying to enter into a dialogue so it's not just Father Nick and friends. Okay, well, anyways, Father, <laughs> what is so important Father about that Nick passage? What's so important is the fact that it's the first time that we hear, you know, the promise of salvation. I mean, that's you had this all in the back. I don't know why you just tossed it back to me. Okay, all right. So, you know what? We're going to regroup here because okay. I feel like that's all I do. I know. I'm is sorry. regroup. And we are going to talk about Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Okay. And it states, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. 
He will crush your head while you strike at his heel. Is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, that's yeah. the Protoevangelium. Okay, thank you. The woman isn't... I mean, the thing is, is that what happened... Right, the thing that happened right before there... I almost said the Socratic method again, and Trisha's going to yell at me. What <laughs> happened right before was, you know, they Adam and Eve just fell. They mm-hmm. just admitted to God that they did something contrary to his will, and they tried to get out of it. So... God makes the first promise that he is going to not only fix it, but make something even better through this. Wow. Um, it's like you know, the first glimpse of his mercy. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. it's so it's impossible that... See, I'm making all things new. That's yeah. like one of my favorite Bible I mean, it's, it's great. It's, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful revelation of, you know, into God's inner life, you know, that wanting yeah. us to be in union with him. And, you know... It can't, the woman in this, I will put enmity between you and the woman. He's not talking about Eve because Eve has already put herself in cahoots with the serpent, has already believed what the serpent said above what God said. Mm -hmm. And so he cannot, I mean, uh, literally speaking, in, in terms of like the literature, the narrative, that cannot refer to Eve. So who does that woman refer to? And as the church teaches, that that woman refers to Mary, to the mother of God. So, I mean, that that's like the first time we encounter yeah. Mary. And, and when you know, he says, I'll put enmity, uh, that father, just for the listeners and for myself too, he means complete separation, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so I'll put complete separation between you and the woman. Yeah, that there's nothing in common. Mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. in common in that, you know, that, that entire separation between the woman mm-hmm. and the serpent. Now, I kind of want to jump ahead to the next time in scripture Pop that we quiz. see woman can ark either of view the covenant ark of the covenant does refer to mary but the phrase woman being re- used in the same way that it's used in uh, genesis is it, is it song of cana? yes the wedding of cana Dang it. Is... trisha one kayla zero <laughs> okay <laughs> well Thank actually you. trisha zero negative one if we wanted to count the pop quiz okay. there we go so, great the wedding of cana <laughs> the wedding of cana let's set this up Christ, he when I mean the entire situation is that they've run out of wine, right? And Mary doesn't go to like the store and says let's go buy more wine. She goes to her son mm-hmm. and says they have no wine. Now a lot of times, I mean, people think this next phrase of Christ is kind of insulting. Oh, but it's not. He goes, "Woman, right. what but is see, this to Father, me?" You, I don't think he says "woman" like you yeah. just said. I think he says "woman." Yeah. You okay. Know, like, like. Like with love and intensity, and mm-hmm. not like woman. I know, but it's that's. Like an I don't. Th- I don't think he. I, I well, agree with you. Well, you kind of just said it like. I know, that. but that's. I'm just saying that's how people think he said it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. We You're listening to a live. Today. <laughs> I know it's great. We listen to a live for more on Saint Gabriel Radio AM eight twenty. Remember, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at three, or online on demand at SaintGabrielRadio.com. You can listen to us. You know, kind of talk about these things with a little bit of passion. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I kind of excited right now. <laughs> that with the word woman, I think what's really important is to look at the translation. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, Father, you know more about this, but. You know, looking at what was that word translated to, it kind of just like the word love, you know, could be, oh, there are many different kinds of love in, mm-hmm. um, in, the, in Greek, right, like there's the four Greek, different kinds exactly, of love. Exactly, yeah. right. So I think it's important to go because that's where the crux of it is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's also the context of how, where right. it's placed, because yeah. he's not mm-hmm. using it as a, as a derogative, he's using it as a title, like identifying mm-hmm. her as the woman in as Genesis. As woman, yeah, as mm-hmm. woman, 
what is, does this mean? What is this supposed? Like a lot of times people interpret it, and I don't mean to turn this into you know exegesis hour. You yeah. know, um, Jesus. People think is Jesus saying, "Woman, why does this matter to me?" But really, he's asking, "Woman, why should this matter? What I, is going on here?" That I, I mean, heard tell me. Talk what's... that um, he means. Like it was like so. Once Jesus started his public ministry, mm-hmm. um, they knew the cross would be soon. Yeah. So um, the cross would come soon after Jesus's public ministry. Mm-hmm. And I had heard that Mary was aware of this. And so mm-hmm. he, Jesus was almost like asking permission, like, woman, like, are you sure? Like, if I do, if this, I do this, we're, yeah. like, you know where this goes. Yeah, like, give me confidence, mom. Like, I'm scared. Like, mm-hmm. Like, are you sure? Like, you know, when we want to go down a high dive and we like look at our mom, like, are you sure I can do this? You know, or like we're going down a slide or we go off to college and we look back like, oh, my gosh, are you sure I can do this, mom? And our mom's like, yeah, do it. And I I mean, I heard a talk once that like that's kind of what Christ was saying, like, woman, like, are you sure? Like, if I do this, then our cross is soon. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that it was more for her benefit than his, though. Like. If we were on the high dive, we were like, mom, can I do this? That's for our benefit. But I think in this situation, Jesus was so loving and so caring towards his mother that mm-hmm. he was letting her, you know, yeah. take part in that. Well, here's and- the thing that's so beautiful about scripture is that, like, we actually don't know. We can, like, ponder and think and, like, put ourselves in the mm-hmm. scripture. And maybe Kayla and I are both a little right. Right? Maybe, yeah. See, I, scripture can possible. be cool and exciting here. <laughs> Fine. Yet again, so, it's a competition. <laughs> are you surprised? <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I, I didn't, Moving on. No, no. It's great. Trisha, this is a beautiful thing about our relationship that yeah. it always comes out in this way. It's okay. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about Mary in scripture and like the role she plays in, you know, mm-hmm. salvation history. So I know I just kind of jumped from Genesis to, you know, the point where it's kind of a, like a ground zero. Mm-hmm. But what about the Old Testament? Like, you know, oh how many yeah. how many ways could we talk about how, you know, our mm-hmm. our lady's presence is prophesied, you know, mm-hmm. is, you know, she's foreshadowed in the events of uh, scripture. What other yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think it's helpful if we kind of discuss it in, in this way to kind of like, you know, see how the Lord has been working on this since the fall. Yeah. You know, the first one that comes to my mind is the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. So the Ark of the Covenant um, for the Jewish people holds three things, the rod of Aaron, several things, I, I, several things, I, yeah. I think three, but three principal so the rods things. of Aaron, which symbolizes the priesthood of Aaron, mm-hmm. um, manna, mm-hmm. which is the bread from heaven that God gave the Israelites, like in the time of famine, mm-hmm. um, and the 10 commandments, Correct. the word of God, the yeah. law. And so they, you know, father, correct me if I'm wrong, but. A title oh, of Mary. <laughs> That's true. Why do, why do I even say something like that? Story I'm sorry. of my life. Oh no! No, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, me. <sighs> um, so, uh, in we often call Mary the New Covenant. Mm-hmm. No, the, I mean the Ark, the Ark of the, of the New, new covenant. covenant. I'm sorry, yeah. we don't call her the New Covenant. We call her the Ark of the New Covenant because Mary, in her womb, held the bread of life, like manna, Jesus Christ, who becomes the Eucharist, mm-hmm. um, the Word of God. Um, in the sense that Jesus came and is the new is the new law is the new yeah. word of God um, and then is the Jesus who is the high priest mm-hmm. yeah. so we can kind of um, parallel 
parallel these things yeah. with with yeah. uh, Mary and and she's and, the new arc. She's the new. She beheld the new law, the new priest. Yeah, yeah. and she is also like you know a a descendant of the Davidic line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's what. Okay, so I was actually going to ask about that. So. Mm-hmm. In the Litany of Mary, there's like Tower of David. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? I'm not sure. That's oh, a very bummer. good question. Okay, maybe um, I'll look that one up. I Where's mean, Joel when we need him? I know. I know. He would know these things. Uh, we're, we're, as you as you can probably tell, Joel is not gone. It's just right now the way when the show is made, he cannot make it. So keep him in prayer. It's great. It's wonderful. We all keep each other in prayer. So I don't know where the Tower of David came from, but I it just is. Think it obviously has some. It Old has. Reference. I mean, unfortunately, I, I am very woefully ill-equipped to talk about different devotions I'm not familiar with, and that's one particular devotion I'm not oh, sure. super familiar well, with. What title of Mary are you thinking of in the Old Testament, Father, or types of Mary? I mean, you know, with you know uh, Rahab or you know Esther, you know Esther the Queen Mother, or or even the Queen Mother of Solomon. How what roles? that mm-hmm. these women played in scripture all mary fulfills all of these things with rahab she gives shelter to those who are looking for her son oh my you goodness know, sorry go what? ahead keep talking what okay um then you know esther you know interceding for her people you know when mm-hmm. you know they're about to be killed and trying to you know bring them about or you know um the queen mother mm-hmm. you know being in that position of authority that is sharing with the king, her son. Did you find out what the Tower oh of David goodness, means? Oh my goodness, this makes me want to cry. Like okay. tears of absolute joy. Wow. wow. So the Tower of David actually means Our Lady of Soldiers mm-hmm. or Lady of Victories. And it's um, no doubt inspired by that text in the Canticle of Canticles. Thy neck is as a tower of David, a thousand bucklers. Mm-hmm. Um, hang upon it, so on and so forth. All the armor of valiant, valiant men. We do not need to be told what a great war it is in which mm-hmm. we need the defense of this strong tower. So they're saying that a tower is used for one of two purposes, either strength or defense. And so the Tower of David means that like she is our lady of soldiers in this yeah, fight she, between good and evil. She's, like she's a, our strength and our defense. Whoa. She's a sure defense for those of us Seriously. who are still Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, no, I mean Tower of David is my new favorite one. You know, wow. the one of the most powerful wow. titles that she has is Mother of God. Yeah, you know, yeah. because and some people struggle with that. I mean, I guess I do want to kind of turn this into a discussion. Why do you think people struggle with calling Mary mother of God? You know, what does that seem to imply? Well, I, I mean, think firstly, people struggle with it if they're not Christian mm-hmm. because it implies that Jesus is God. OK, but then, OK, let's accept the fact that Jesus is God. Yeah, Why is it problematic to call Mary because it, for at a surface level? Why right. would it cause trouble? I mean, obviously, there's the issue of a mother is one who... It takes part in that creation. So then it makes is, Jesus sound created. Right. It makes mm-hmm. Jesus sound created or Mary greater than God. Yeah. And it, but clearly neither of those are true. The, but no, it, that's where people's mind goes. If yeah. you say mother of God, well, then, you know, in our linear minds, we have to remember God is outside of time and space. Mm-hmm. But in our linear minds, we always think the mother comes first and then the child. The child. And so when we get stuck in our way of thinking, we can't see the bigger picture. Yeah. But that title does not mean that God existed after Mary, so on and so forth. Yeah. And so what it implies is that, you know, she is the mother of God. She is entirely mother of the person of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And the person of Jesus Christ has two natures, divine and human. And so she is mother of all of that. She's not just mother of the human part of Christ. Mm-hmm. She is mother of the person of Jesus Christ. You know, and it, that is a mystery. How does that work? Well, that, I mean, not a mystery to, to kind of like, 
uh, throw our hands up and say we don't know, but it's mystery meaning we have more to dive into, we have more to explore, we have more to receive. Uh, from that, that it's yeah. never going to be exhausted. Yeah. You're listening to A Life for More on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to us on Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3 or online and on demand at stgabrielradio.com. My name is Trisha Kasson and I'm joined here in the studio with Father Nick Ventura and Kayla Watlin. And we are discussing Mary in Scripture today. Yeah, I know we kind of go off on different yeah. <laughs> on tangents, but the thing is, yeah. it's very easily. It's very easy. It's very yeah. easy to do that when talking because, you know, Scripture is is a jumping point. You know, it is a deposit of faith, part of our deposit of faith. But, you know, there's so much more to the faith than just, you know, a a single book. You know, it's much, so much more than that. Yeah. And I think that, you know, obviously they're the really important passages that we just cannot forget Mary being a part of. One is obviously the visitation. Mm -hmm. um, And we can talk more about that. But I think another beautiful one that we don't talk enough about is the flight into Egypt Mm. and just like putting ourselves in Mary's shoes at that time. Obviously, like she just had this child and, you know, but even more uncertainty follows and the fear of maybe losing this son, the fear of not maybe having a place to stay, like all of these things. And so thinking about like that flight into Egypt, you know, that's mentioned in scripture, Um, you know, and Mary being like being it with Jesus on, you know, the road to Calvary and, mm-hmm. and the nativity. Yeah. And the nativity, you know, I mean, there is just so much. That, and so, she, so much. Was, she was with our Lord every step of yeah, his life, basically. Yeah. And, it, you know, thinking about too, like one of the other passages in the Bible that just like brings so many emotions to my heart is the ascension, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just that, that feeling that I'm sure Mary and all the apostles felt of Jesus leaving them and knowing they know, like they're filled with this joy because they know that he's conquered sin and death, but they're also like probably so sad that mm-hmm. he's not going to be on the earth anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and just, yeah, like there's oh not, not going to be so with much. them in, yeah. anymore. So, one you know, of, oh, go, go, no, go ahead, Trisha. Uh, Mary in scripture, you know, one of my favorite lines about Mary in scripture, and it happens a couple of times, is when they say that. And she kept all mm. these things on her heart. Mm-hmm. I think we read that twice in scripture. Yes. Yeah. yes. At yeah. the presentation and at finding. No, not at the present. Yeah. Yeah. Presentation yeah. of the finding of Jesus in the temple. Um, and that. Yeah. It just makes me so curious about her heart. <laughs> right? And want to get like, to know her more. What right? else is yeah. on that heart? I mean. Yeah. And I, yeah. And what a beautiful thing that um, she was able to just have that. I don't know. Self-awareness or. I mean, just that connection with our humility to like just yeah. And Mary pondered all these things on her kept them or pondered them. Pondered them in her heart. Pondered them in her heart. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just wow. Yeah. How many times I don't ponder things in my heart, but I just blab 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 and And, fight and. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we all do that though. I mean, we all kind of like get our put ourselves in the way. But Mary, being conceived without sin, being in union with God so much that that through the power of the Holy Spirit, conceiving Him in her womb, you know, Mm -hmm. that's you know she's that disposed to do just that. Yeah, one of my favorite things that Mary said in the Bible, besides "Do whatever He tells you," because. Mm. That's so good. But where she says, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. And I think I've talked to you all about handmaids before. Have yeah. I? <laughs> like, You've mentioned, yeah. No. You mentioned it before. Like handmaids, but for yeah. the purposes of this show, we'll right. rehash it. So yeah. 
Okay, so a handmaid is someone who um, like looks so intently at the hands of her mistress and um, like that one flick of the finger, they knew that the mistress needed water or one, Mm -hmm. you know, sleight of the hand knew that the mistress needed whatever. So like she is saying like, I'm the handmaid of the Lord, meaning like she is so intently looking at him that all he has to do without even uttering a word is just like one little thing and she knows exactly what it is that she needs to do. Mm -hmm. And that's like such a beautiful image um, Mm -hmm. that I, you know, that I've heard of but also so real, you know, that she was so in tune with our Lord that she knew what, what to he, do. What he yeah. wanted her to do. Yeah. And I guess kind of like, I think one of the culminating aspects after her moment, at, I mean, being with our Lord at Calvary mm-hmm. is, we kind of already kind of talked about, is the visitation. Yeah. You know, the prayer that, mm-hmm. you know, we get the Magnifica from comes yeah. from this part of Scripture. In fact, even, you know, between the Annunciation and Visitation, we get the Hail Mary. You know, we get so many prayers from that moment Mm -hmm. in salvation history. You know, the Magnificat, you know, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. That's really the most that Our Lady speaks in all of Scripture. Do you know what song keeps coming to mind? What? Oh, dear. (laughs) It's Uh probably like heretical that I'm saying this, but Allison's Krauss's song, When You Say Nothing at All. Oh, okay. I thought oh, you were about to dear. say Mary. I thought you were about to say Mary. Did you know? Oh my I goodness. hate that song. <laughs> no, but you know that song. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Like, they okay. didn't need to say anything at all. When you say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That song. All right. I don't, but I don't that's know that song. That's probably wrong. Anyways, it just that's, kept coming to my mind. Okay. So. Oh, okay. We're done. We're done. Uh, you're clearly entering, entering the end of the show. But, you know, that, that Magnifica bringing, you know, proclaiming the goodness of the Lord. You know, the, Our Lady saying her soul mm-hmm. magnifies the Lord. You know, and I think that's a beautiful insight of the not just mm-hmm. her soul, but the human soul, what yeah. the human soul is supposed to do, not mm-hmm. just be its own light, but to magnify the light that comes from on high. Mm-hmm. Um, not like a, like a kid with a magnifying glass over ants, but. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's like what it comes down to is the fact that Mary is not an end. She's a mm-hmm. means to an end. So, mm-hmm. like, when we pray for Mary's intercession and we try to be like Mary, it's not for Mary's sake, it's because she magnifies Christ. It's because we're like thirsting for Jesus mm-hmm. and we want yeah. the surest and quickest way to him. You know, and I think people get preoccupied that Catholics or people think Catholics get preoccupied with Mary and, mm-hmm. um, you know, they see us as thinking she is a means. She mm-hmm. is an end. But yeah. no way, you know, no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Catholicism yeah. is about Jesus. But how do we get to Jesus? Through uh, Our Lady. Through, through Our Lady. So, you know, we've kind of covered, kind of gone through different areas of Scripture. I think it's good that we kind of close it here. Mary is found, just like our Lord, throughout all of Scripture. Yep. Where you find Christ, you find Mary. And where you find Mary, you find Christ. So we're going to go ahead and close in prayer right now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, be world, world without, without end. end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, you can catch us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online, on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Thanks again, and God bless you. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sancti.